This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of Pistown, Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. We've got to send some big prayers up. I don't really pray, so I feel weird saying sending prayers to. But whatever you do, we got to help the big man out, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, he got a stint put in his chest two after them, two, two stents, I think. He uh, he had an operation of a coronary nature, and it's it sucks because even if he lives on a long, healthy life, this is not great. No, this is not, and, not good news for the campaign. No, and I don't want to whatever, obviously... I don't want to hear Bernie's anybody. health comes first. I but. don't want to hear any libs making any comments. The only people allowed to make comments actually are Joe Biden supporters, considering I've been making fun of Joe Biden's brain and health for months. They're allowed to take shots at me right now and at Bernie. That's fine. I'll let that happen. No one else, though. Fortunately, no else. Joe, Joe Biden supporters aren't very online, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't think many of them will be taking shots. But I do think that... Uh, at least, not to get too grim about this, but a, a questionable heart is is at least better than a questionable uh, mind. Because Biden, <laughs> it would say what you will about Bernie, Biden is not fit for for the office. Well, uh, if someone's way. heart isn't working; they're not fit either. No, that's true. I I hope everyone is uh is thinking about what they would be channeling their energy to toward the left if suddenly the presidential political option was uh, taken out from under our legs suddenly. Yeah, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves just yet. This is pretty routine procedure, but not good news either way. Not bo- not good news. Before that, the biggest uh, banter story was Kamala Harris <laughs> wanting to ban Trump from Twitter. Going as far as sending a letter... An official letter to Twitter calling on Jack Dorsey to ban Trump. Kamala acting like a cop, as usual. <laughs> Good luck getting Jack Dorsey to ban anyone from the far right. I, I'm not sure this is a bad idea per se. It's obviously a stunt, though. Harris is obviously trying to uh, do something to jolt her failing campaign, in my opinion. I, I think that Trump should be banned and he should have to start a real Donald Trump too and DM the big accounts to give him a follow Friday, just like everyone else. <laughs> the old Sam Knight one route. Uh, let's see. We got some more WeWork news here at the top. Well, there, yeah, sort of. Get out uh, that punching bag. It, it's it's not so much news as a, a a loose end that I wanted to bring up, which is the fact that reports have shown how giant banks have been very involved in this. And the Financial Times recently reported about how J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley and Golden, and Goldman Sachs were all giving WeWork uh, this valua- valuation estimate that was just even wildly above their $47 billion IPO pipe dream, which was itself, as we have seen, proven to be uh, uh, just totally insane, for lack of a better, better word that I can think of at the moment, and it just reminds. And and Morgan Stanley came out today, and actually, or, or I think it was late yesterday, and and 
issued some statement that says this marks the beginning of the end of an era in which money flowed freely and you could just throw tons and tons of money behind these tech companies. And all this sort of reminds me of ding, 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 the financial crisis no less than 10 years ago when all these rating agencies were giving these bunk valuations to, to junk fucking mortgage-backed securities because they knew they could get business. Yeah. So you have these giant banks telling these tech dipshits what they want to hear because they know they can get in on all these fees for preparing them for the IPO. Yeah, huge business there. And, and then just passing off the hot potato to someone else. And what a surprise, we have this fucking high-profile failure of WeWork. And it's, I doubt it's going to be the last, and I would be surprised if it's the biggest failure of, of, of uh, these tech bubble dipshit fucking ventures. And as we have seen, not, <laughs> I'll wrap this up, but as we have seen, we've seen Fed officials warning people about the corporate bond market and underwriting standards being shitty in that regard. And uh, just watch out for, for a bubble bursting. <laughs> you, you've heard it here first, folks. It's Wednesday, October 2nd, 2019. Here's the news. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is now firmly ensnared in the Democrats' impeachment probe. During a press conference in Rome today, Pompeo confirmed that he was indeed on the phone call in which President Trump tied military aid to Ukraine to that government opening investigation into the Bidens. A week earlier, when asked directly about this, Pompeo refused to admit that he was on the call. Pompeo is also trying to block State Department officials from testifying before House committees investigating the matter. He said the requests for testimony, quote, deeply violate fundamental principles of separation of powers. He appears to be taking the stance that oversight of any kind disrupts the delicate separation of powers balance. Well, Congressman Adam Schiff, one of the Democrats in the House leading the impeachment effort, said this in response to Pompeo. We are deeply concerned about uh, Secretary Pompeo's effort now to uh, potentially interfere with witnesses who, whose testimony is needed before our committee, many of whom are mentioned in the whistleblower complaint. Um, and we want to make it abundantly clear that any effort by the secretary, by the president, or anyone else to interfere with the Congress's ability to call before it relevant witnesses will be considered as evidence of obstruction of the lawful functions of Congress. Uh, and more than that, will allow a, an adverse inference to be drawn as to the underlying facts. Schiff added that his committee will be hearing from more witnesses in the impeachment inquiry. Kurt Volker, a former State Department rep to Ukraine who was forced out of his job amid the scandal, is set to testify before the committee on Thursday. And on Friday, the Intelligence Committee Inspector General, who first received the whistleblower complaint against Trump and deemed it credible and urgent, will appear before the committee. Speaking of impeachment, there's more fodder, despite the fact that Speaker Pelosi wants to keep the scope as narrow as possible. Politico is reporting that the House Oversight Committee is looking into allegations that organizations are purchasing large groups of rooms at Trump Hotel properties and then not staying in them just for the sole purpose of currying favor with the president. The committee I mean, have you seen the interior design in that thing? <laughs> the committee has reportedly received information that such arrangements had been made by two entities, one of them a foreign government, the other a domestic trade association. And I bet Nancy Pelosi will try to stovepipe their work into the dumpster of the Congress. 
Once again, the Trump administration is seeking to cut food stamp benefits to millions of people. Yesterday, the Department of Agriculture proposed changes to the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP. Basically, USDA wants to centralize a system in which states currently reimburse SNAP recipients for their housing and energy costs. Some households would actually receive more benefits, but by the agency's own estimate, a net 3% of households would lose food stamps under the plan. The most recent official data from June shows that 36 million Americans receive food stamps, so the changes proposed yesterday would decrease the vital benefits of roughly a million people. The administration also estimated that 8,000 households will lose eligibility altogether if the new rule proposal takes effect. The plan released yesterday was the third food stamp cut proposal by the Trump administration since December, when Republicans tried but failed to get SNAP cuts through Congress. The two initiatives already announced would cut benefits to about 4 million people, Huffington Post noted. That means altogether, roughly 7 million people would get reduced food stamps if Trump's USDA gets its way. Last week, the public comment period ended on the second proposal, one that would cut food stamps to some 3.1 million households in an initiative that would also cut federally funded school lunches to about half a million children. The New York Times noted that USDA was flooded with overwhelmingly negative comments in response. Who knew taking food from kids was so controversial? 75,000 comments were logged, including criticism from 70 mayors and 17 governors. Of course, none of this means that USDA will listen to the people. The Times noted that the Trump administration has plowed ahead with other rule proposals in the face of overwhelming criticism submitted through public comment. The agency also seems keen on listening to reactionary shitheads intent on destroying assistance for the poor, no matter what good a SNAP does. As we noted in July, when justifying the proposal, the administration cited, quote, a millionaire living in Minnesota who successfully enrolled in the program simply to highlight the waste of taxpayer money. Now, I'm trying to imagine how this would look if leftists defrauded Wall Street to prove that the financial system was unstable or untrustworthy. Guess what? They go to jail. Might be worth a try here. (laughs) The Department of Justice is in possession of an internal ethics complaint alleging that Boeing misrepresented the safety of its 737 MAX aircraft, which have been involved in two high-profile deadly crashes. New York Times reports that a senior engineer within Boeing, Curtis Eubank, filed an internal complaint with the company alleging that senior executives decided against installing new technology on planes that would have prevented the malfunctions cited as the reasons for the crashes that have killed 346 people. One crash occurred last October in the Java Sea, another in March in Ethiopia. The incident prompted the FAA to ground all 737 MAX jets. Eubanks's report read, quote, I was willing to stand up for the safety and quality, but was unable to actually have an effect in those areas. Boeing management was more concerned with cost and schedule than safety or quality. In March, the Department of Justice announced an investigation into Boeing and how the 737 MAX jets received their FAA certification. The Times reports that the DOJ has received Eubanks' report as part of its probe. Boeing, meanwhile, is working on getting its death jets back in the air. It has reapplied the 737 MAX for certification with the FAA, and the company has disclosed that it expects to have the planes flying again by the end of this year. Finally, the U.S. government recently released a report predicting world electricity supply will be 50% renewable by 2050. 
The Energy Information Administration said today that solar, wind, and hydropower generated 28% of world electricity last year, and that number would increase to 49% by the middle of the century. According to the EIA report, most of the growth will come in solar and wind. According to climate scientists, the growth won't come fast enough. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change has said the world needs to be on 100% clean energy by 2050, and that's just to keep global temperatures from rising 1.5 degrees Celsius above their pre-industrial level. We're already about 1 degree Celsius above that threshold. Aiming to get us on track to meet those goals is the Green New Deal. The plan, championed by Ed Markey and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, would seek to get the U.S. on 100% renewables in a decade. Supporter Bernie Sanders said the plan would lead to, quote, complete decarbonization by 2050 at least. May the Lord protect his heart. That concludes our newscast for the day. Before we go, let's read some poetry for our new subscribers over at patreon.com slash district sentinel. Five bucks a month to get access to all the content we put out, plus your own poem written for you and read on the air. I will go first. This is for Will. To hate to see it or to love to see it, asked the online Hamlet. Thank you, Will. This is for Blake. Chill, man. Please just chill. Please do not call 911. Your cat ate my E. Thank you, Blake. This is for Cabbages. Kids, never forget. Always tip your bartenders and your drug dealers. Thank you, Cabbages. Finally, this is for Owen. I can care for dogs. Maybe look after your kids. I will kill your plants. (laughs) Thank you, Owen, and thank you to all the new subscribers over at Patreon. Again, that's patreon.com slash District Sentinel. One last thing to get to before we go. It is the listener rant line. Yo, DSB. This is Hoya Long Cali. Longtime supporter, first-time caller. Just wanted to see what it would take to get on the listener rant line. How about, screw the Nats, go Dodgers! Scherzer and Strasburg drink their own pee like Gatorade. <laughs> Bellinger's gonna make DC cry more than Megan McCain under view. <laughs> Almost years. Oh yeah, F Trump, Medicare for all, socialism will win, just like the Dodgers. <laughs> Good call. As good you can call, see, there's not much of a barrier of entry to get on the listener rant line. You really just have to dial the number and call, and uh, we'll see what happens. And yeah, don't don't be racist. Nats had a big win. Who's racist? No, Wait. no one. Oh, no, no one, one here. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying to get on the listener True, rant yeah, line, yeah. if you say the N-word a bunch of times, yeah, guess that, what? That's guess pretty who's much not the only way to played. not get on the uh, rant line is to be racist. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see what happens in baseball. Big win last night for the Nats. Comeback victory. I'm feeling confident. Got some hot bats on that team. I some do. good, some I good like pitchers. It. I, uh, I, I haven't really been following, but I will cheer for them and watch and or listen on the radio when I can. And I hope we crush Los Angeles like an earthquake. <laughs> Call the rant line two zero two six eight four six one zero eight. Leave a message. We'll play it on the air that is it for district sentinel radio today thank you for listening thank you to our subscribers out there we will be back tomorrow we're in dc so you don't have to be